All right, guys, welcome to the Uncut Kings Podcast. I'm your host, JB Motivation, i.e. Joe BTS, if you don't know my actual legal name. Um, this is the Uncut Kings Movement, this is the Uncut Kings Podcast, and really all we're about is focusing on men's mental health, men's clarity, giving the best quality of life possible to the gentlemen who absolutely need it. Now, if you want to support the podcast, please like, share, follow, do whatever you can. Other than that, you can support by getting the merch at www.jvmotivation.com. And right now, today, we're going to be talking about what a man's purpose looks like inside or outside the relationship and what that dynamic really follows suit. And today, I have a lovely special guest. Elise, why don't you introduce yourself for everyone? Hey, guys. I'm Elise, a men's mental health coach. Love everyone here in the chat. We're going to talk about relationships today and, you know, where guys uh, kind of go wrong sometimes when it comes to relationship and how we can get back on track with that. Right, right, absolutely. So I wanted to kind of start off with kind of just laying down so everyone's on the same page here. What, in your opinion, like, what does it mean when a man has purpose? You're going to ask me first? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the definition of a man's purpose, uh, everybody has their own purpose, but, you know, it's, it's that is the center of a man's drive and their life, and it's the light that keeps them going, right? It's the mountain that you keep chasing after. So if you don't have that, you will continue to be lost and look for purpose outside of yourself, continuously seek outside validation um, and become quite lost. So it's very important to be solid on what that is for you. Right, right. I would kind of have to agree with you. It is like almost that driving factor that that's the reason why you get up in the morning. It's your greater purpose, it's not just serving you, and it's simply not just serving someone else, it's serving everything around you, you know, yourself, your people, your community, that's your that's your greater higher being. That's why I always tell guys it's absolutely so important. No matter what you believe in, to believe in something a little bit bigger than yourself. I'm not saying everyone has to believe in God, you can believe in, you know, the universe, a fucking flower for all I give a shit, but you need to believe in something bigger than you because at the end of the day your mind and your body will only take you so far eventually when those hard times really get to you you're you're gonna you're gonna fail if you, if you aren't striving for that greater purpose or that greater being um and i kind of wanted your opinion on this there's a there's kind of like an older saying by um chris rock that only men women or sorry women children and dogs are loved unconditionally what are your thoughts on that <laughs> I mean, I don't think that anyone or anything should be loved unconditionally. Mm. Uh, I think that love should have conditions, and I think that that is one of the toxic kind of traits that society has raised us with, right? Kind of just like how we should make our partner the center of, center of our attention, which is mm. kind of like what we were going to talk about today is like man can lose his purpose by making his partner the center of his attention. And then if she leaves or he leaves or whoever your partner is, and you lose your you lose your whole sense of self, right? right. So I know that's right. kind of diverting. I don't know if men, women, and dogs are or children are loved unconditionally. I don't think that's true because I think a lot of children and animals are not loved at all in some cases, right? So right. So I I only say that because of the direction I kind of wanted to take it was that that whole saying is based off the fact that men aren't. You know, once they reach that level of manhood, they move out of that 
teenage years, right, their adolescence, and they come into adulthood, they no longer deem valuable until they prove themselves in society, right? So women being born with just intrinsic value, their intrinsic value being they have the ability to do something that men can't, give life. That already, no matter what, no matter what they decide to do in their life, no matter where life really takes them, they always have the ability and the possibility, granted there will always be outliers, to bear children. That alone could be a purpose in itself. And then children have purpose and are loved unconditionally as a general sense by societal standards, simply because they are innocent. It is just the pure innocence of a child. Now, men, however, need to provide that value. And the reason why I mention this is to kind of drive the whole idea of purpose is a, gen a man's purpose is finding that value that he's able to give back into the world will spill his value onto others in some way, shape, or form, and that drives purpose and drives fulfillment. So that's kind of where I was going with this to take the direction into purpose is about making sure you find that value, whatever it may be, because a lot of guys think their purpose, right, is co-aligned with uh, some sort of career or a job. I mentioned a couple of my videos, anything to do about purpose, and immediately they think that is putting work above family. And it's like, whoa, I have never once said your purpose is your fucking job. You can feel fulfilled in your job, but just because you feel like you need to work on cars the rest of your life doesn't mean that's your purpose. Your fulfillment might be that being able to be like a fixer, like you're helping others by fixing. And that's the part of that job that brings you fulfillment. It just so happens that you're really interested in cars. You know There's what I'm saying? There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> you brought oh, up yeah. a, that's a, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot to unpack, right? Because you brought up the dynamics between the values of men versus women as seen in society, but then you loop purpose in there, and the way that you loop purpose in there feels like men need to find purpose in order to validate themselves in society, which maybe I'm wrong when I heard that because I don't agree with that's the reason why men need to find purpose. I think that men and women all have intrinsic value, you know, mm. despite what maybe we are taught in society. But when mm. you base, what am I going to find my purpose on so that I can be valuable in society doesn't sit well with me uh, because then you're still trying to find your worth as a human depending on what other people are going to value you as and you will you will right. always be limited to that container at that point right? right so i loved what you said before about how your purpose should come from you know like having um a wider perspective than yourself because mm -hmm. yourself is also limited right we're only a human form we only have so much capacity but if you put mm -hmm. your purpose to a bigger source then your purpose is abundant right it's limitless mm -hmm. it's never ending so right. let me know how <laughs> if I misunderstood that. So there was only one part that you that you didn't quite catch on was that, you know, finding that value that you could provide that feeds into your purpose. I never once mentioned finding validation in society. You didn't, but the way that you said it, because you said mm. that women are just born with this value in society because we're able to have children. Right? And then you're right. like, men have to prove themselves in society, so they need to find their purpose in order to feed that value. And that is what led me to believe that that was what right. you're connecting. Right. 
where I was getting at was I mentioned one really key factor, and that was the ability to feel fulfilled, right? Because it doesn't matter what society says. If society doesn't deem me as valuable no matter what you do, well, fuck them and fuck their entirety. No one fucking right. cares. However, when you're able to find that one thing that you can provide that you feel that you are contributing and that is fulfilling to you and your purpose, then you'll have your own self-validation because you feel the work that you are doing is valuable, which is feeding into your purpose. And that's that sense of fulfillment that I was talking about. Right. Does that kind of clear things up a little bit? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, but also, yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, so we kind of laid down that foundation of like how, like, Having purpose is extremely essential, important. I mean, not just for men, but for just people in general, it's extremely important to have, have some sort of sense of purpose. And also kind of laying out that foundation. Now, what do you think it really looks like inside the relationship when a man does not have any purpose, right? Say he's putting his woman in the center of his life, which I know we talked about earlier, or he just has no purpose, like at all. It's not his wife, his kids, his job, nothing. Uh, I mean, there's everything will be everything will be wrong for a man if he doesn't have a purpose because there's no drive to do anything right so the relationship will become very codependent uh might develop like you know in a weird way like a mother child relationship and i find that actually a lot of men who do not have purpose do have a huge mother wound or a huge father wound um if you don't have a strong um father figure it'll be hard for you to kind of figure out who you are as a man and that can lead you to want to impress women even more if you only had a mother figure, right? So you mm. fall into this codependency where, you know, you you don't make as much money as you could, you don't have self-confidence, you know, you, you kind of rely on your partner to make you happy. And then so when mm. things go wrong, you might nitpick at little things in the relationship, you might become, become controlling, jealous, um, or just passive, like you have no emotional attachment. Right, so there's so many things that could go wrong as far as like when you do have purpose, you're driven, you don't rely on your partner to make you happy. They're just kind of like a bonus in your life, right? You can set boundaries, you can set standards, you know your core values, and you actually have an impact on the world. Right, right. I, I really I really agree with you on that. And what I've noticed is especially with, with like the number one questions that I get asked, all having to base around women. Like literally the number one question I get asked, even on my coaching calls or in my DMs, comments or whatever, it is always centered around women. She left me, she doesn't like me, I got divorced, she took the kids, I got rejected, I got friend zoned, girlfriend cheated on me. And it's like, I get it, I understand. Shit like that fucking sucks. And it is perfectly okay to recognize this, right? To feel through those emotions and be able to feel out those feelings. But you need to understand the amount of guys that have told me that they are lost, like completely done out, KO'd, because they lost their woman or their crush. It's like, my guy. And they're like, I don't know, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, get focused on you. That's what you yes. should have been doing this whole time. Because when you do that and you stay focused on you and you stay focused on the path that you need to stay on, whether or not that person is there is irrelevant. And I think I, I, I explained this in one of my other videos, like, your purpose will exist before, during, and after your partner. Yeah. And what really just blew my mind is that when, 
my, my video hit a million hit a million views by the way on, on purpose great job um the amount of comments that i got just asking who hurt you like i need someone to inflict emotional or mental pain on me in order to feel like i need to grow and focus on my purpose and i think they took it as you know screw women i'm gonna focus on me now really shows how absolutely indoctrinated a lot of these guys are especially in you know probably this generation and i would say the previous too of teaching these young guys to basically be like all right now listen up gather around children gather around your number one job in life is to work hard show no emotions get a woman marry this woman work your ass off to the point where you end up sitting on the couch drinking a six-pack of Coors Light. <laughs> this is too accurate. The, right. Send the kids <laughs> off to college. Have a dull, lowly marriage now that the kids are out of the house and you no longer what the fuck to do with yourselves. Retire maybe at the age of 65 if you don't have any pre-existing health conditions that'll stop you from doing so. And then maybe you'll enjoy life and fucking die. What kind of fucking life is that? It's so miserable. But the amount of times that, like, all these guys, that's what they're conditioned to do. To finally find that one, do everything they can to keep her, do everything they can to have that structured household and everything like that. But especially with the way societal norms and, you know, the relationship and dating scenes and everything like that are, are you know, really flipping upside fucking down lately. It's like, first of all, you can't even bank on that. I mean, marriage is what? 50% of them end in divorce now. But you know more? what? I think that is solely because we were never taught how to actually love each other, right? Because the first thing you said to me was like, women, babies, and dogs are loved unconditionally. And the fact that we have in our minds that someone or something can be loved without conditions is the problem, right? Because people change, things change. And if you're like, when I'm committed, I'm committed. I love you unconditionally. I'm gonna give you all I have. You're giving away your power. You're saying you're gonna love someone without conditions, which essentially subconsciously says, I'm gonna give away uh, my ability to say, you're hurting me. You're crossing my boundaries. You're giving me red flags. You should always, I just had this discussion with a client the other day. You should always have divorce as an option on the table because if you don't, you guys That's are gonna get lazy as fuck and you're not going to try anymore. You're not gonna acknowledge mm -hmm. that like, hey, as partners, we are gonna change. Like, and we need to commit every day. Are, are we still a good fit? And actually, you know, be okay with that because, you know, back then people didn't live as long, right? So when you were committed, you committed for like 20 years and you died, right? <laughs> now it's now like, gotta, oh, now you gotta put up these like fucking 90 for 40 years. years, right? And you're like, damn, dude. And you think that you're not gonna change a little bit uh, after 10, 15, 25 years? You think that, that someone's not gonna like want different things? So it's, you know, you need to have conditions. You need to know your boundaries. You need to set these things before you get into a relationship. But what a lot of people do is it's like, they look for any house that's for sale instead of, you know, imagining their dream house. And then they just go check out each and every house and like, oh, this house is okay. And then they just take it and then they try to make it work even though they hate certain things about it, right? And then they force themselves to make something work that th that's not actually for them because they don't know themselves. So a man without purpose is a man who doesn't know himself, is a man who gets in a committed relationship that makes him unsatisfied, which also means that your partner is unsatisfied too, right? Two uh -huh. birds of a feather flock together. So 
Also, oh. for any men watching this, if you're if you've been in toxic relationships consistently, if you're in, in one right now, it's like nobody wants to hear this. But if there's one dysfunctional partner, there's two dysfunctional partners. So we need to take personal responsibility and question what part of ourselves is a match for this relationship. We need to look internally because we can fix everything in our lives. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm getting like real yeah. fired up right now. About oh, yeah. Uh, no, good, good. Bring that energy. Let's go. So, moving forward, we kind of laid down what it looks like when a man does not have purpose in the relationship. Now, what happens when that man finds purpose, right, in the relationship? Meaning, like, he's on his own path, he's on his own track. You know, whether, you know, it's someone like me who my passion and purpose is pretty much helping other people and especially helping other men find their purpose. And helping others through my own experience is almost being like a leader or a teacher at that sense um whatever it may be for that gentleman basically in my opinion what it's going to look like is he's going to be set on his purpose right he's going to have that level of fulfillment and he's going to be driving on to his goals and his dreams and his his priorities and it's a shame that like i said earlier that a lot of guys think that means putting your you know your job or your your purpose or whatever above your family or your your spouse whatever and putting them almost on the back burner and i kind of looked at it and said I, I i just love how everything has to be so black and white right now in society because not once did i say you completely neglect your family that is your responsibility you decided to legally have that obligation it doesn't mean you don't prioritize them you can still have your own purpose and your own priorities but still prioritize your partner right so yes, what that we talked about that too. Right, 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 exactly. So what that's really going to look like is that man getting his sense of fulfillment and everything out of the sun. But what happens is when his cup is getting filled by the things that he's doing in life and having that fulfillment, it's going to spill over onto his wife, onto his kids. That energy spills over onto them and creates a good, solid household. However gentlemen here's something you really have to be careful of and this flip-flops and goes for the women too if you aren't growing with your partner or if your partner doesn't have their purpose or is goal-oriented or whatever that will eventually create a lot of animosity in the relationship when one is growing and one is not the one that's not growing will soon start to resent whether that's subconscious or not whether they realize it or not against the partner that is growing and almost vice versa because the one that is growing is going to be felt held back by the one that's not growing. And you're going to be almost in this like, in this tug of war and eventually something is going to have to give. Otherwise, you're both going to destroy each other and that's when things really start to get messy. That's when right. you're both going to end up just crashing down. Right. Well, ideally, you know, when you have your purpose and you learn... So this is like what I teach in my coaching, right? I, I teach mm -hmm. men kind of like how to know themselves so well that they can align that much better with a partner because what happens is when we don't know our boundaries or our red flags or exactly what we want, right? Like, where do we want to end up? What is our ultimate goal? Like, what's our financial goal? If we don't know that, we're just kind of like flamboyant about it. We're going to end up with mm -hmm. someone else who has who mirrors that. And that's when you find that imbalance. But when you are dead set on everything that you want, that is what you look for and that is the only thing that you begin to accept right so yep. the more aligned you are the more aligned your partner and you will be right? right because when the cup is full the cup overfloweth and a lot of people operate 
from an empty cup. That's what a lot of men have been kind of forced to do. Like you said, it's like, grow up, get a job. Um, and I find that a lot of men just get the job that offers the most money or that is the most convenient to start making money right away because yep. You know, they just feel like that's their job. That's what they need to do. And they don't really actually enjoy what they're doing. And I have so many clients who are like, yeah, I'm just waiting until like 60 and then I'll retire. And I'm like, okay, but like what then? Like what mm -hmm. happens when you retire? What, you know, you're gonna wait. You don't even know, you don't even know what the world's gonna be in 10, 15, yep. 20 years. So why are you gonna wait? You're gonna waste your precious life minutes being this unhappy for that long? No, no one deserves mm -hmm. to live a life like that. You know? Well, that's, I mean, that's what we've been indoctrinated as um, in almost like Western culture, right? With the whole push of college and everything like that. And people don't seem to realize that like college trains you to work a nine to five. It trains you to become yeah. a worker. They don't college give a fuck about you. College trains you to be purpose. a cog in the wheel. They don't, they, they give you those tests. Like, here's how you can best fit into society. It's not about like, mm -hmm. you know, what you could actually be capable of. Like society right. doesn't measure your capability. It doesn't care. It wants you just to contribute. Exactly. Cause when you contribute, those tax dollars make the government a lot of fucking money. Right. But you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's why I've been working. I really can't wait to see where we take this, especially with, with my coaching and stuff like that. <laughs> um, it's like all of a sudden got so fucking loud. Oh my God. Oh geez. No, you're fine. Um, but like, that's why I'm excited to work with you so much so I can be able to get to the point where I can, you know, take my coaching, my merch and everything like that. So I can do this full time. Cause this to me is the most fulfilling thing to me. Like I found my thing. Right. So. Yeah. No, I'm super excited you... to work with you because yeah. you're very self-aware. Um, and for everybody who's watching this too, it's like, I love Joe because he's a perfect representation of no matter how many skills you have, you can always add more, right? Like for me, I have multiple coaches and you can just always up level. And the more you up level, like the more you do help other people. And that's why coaching and therapy and investing in yourself and in your purpose isn't actually selfish because when you feel fulfilled, you feel abundant. And when you feel abundant, you can give back so much more. So, yeah. you know, if you're with a family right now and you feel selfish because you want to do some things for yourself, things you enjoy, like you need to communicate with your partner, with your family, that when you feel fulfilled, that's just gonna help the family. It's gonna help you be a better father, a better spouse, a better, you know, person in society. Right, right. And especially for, for the guys out there who are, you know, worried that it's gonna take time away from the family, whatever. Don't be afraid to bring your family into it. Right? If you right. get a new hobby that is extremely fulfilling and you know purpose for you, bring your family into it. Say you know you find passion working on cars, like I had just a normal fucking topic or hobby to whatever to bring up. But it's like bring your son or daughter to show them how to work on the cars and bring them with you. Or you know if you're getting into craftsmanship or whatever and building stuff, bring them along with you. Right? Share that passion that you have because your kids are gonna see that. They're gonna pick up on. Damn that makes dad really happy you know in 2050 whatever years from now you're gonna remember how much passion dad had for literally making chairs literally because it, you saw yeah, your father just it's a bonding smile. thing Pardon the interruption here, guys. I just wanted to let you guys know if you haven't checked out our merch site at www.jvmotivation.com, highly recommend it. We try to put out the absolute best stuff, all personally designed by me for you guys. 
And obviously, I want to give you guys the best stuff. So if you want to be a part of the community and show some love, I highly recommend checking that out. I appreciate it. Love you. And now back to the conversation with Elise. A, a father who has purpose is a present father. And mm. children need present fathers. You know, like I yes. had a pretty dysfunctional family and um, saw the dynamic of codependency and my dad really loving my mom more than necessary and as a child I even questioned it because I saw that it went above everything else it went above me it went above my siblings it went above work and eventually lost his job because of it and that really sent us into like a huge turmoil so it's like but a man who focuses on his purpose has his priorities in order and like Joe said it doesn't um it doesn't mean you put your partner on the side or make them an enemy or make them like they are just separate right you don't want to disconnect from your partner you want to say, I have this drive to do something with my life, to do, to live my purpose. This is my partner who I'm going to bring with me. Um, they are still a priority in my life, but I'm not going to make them the center of my life because even loving somebody else is still limiting, right? Just focusing all your love on them, you're channeling your love only to that person is still limiting, right? So make whatever you do abundant. And I'm seeing a lot of comments in the chat about race and about, you know, we make each other enemies, right? The last thing we need in earth right now is more polarity. You know, we need to come together, guys. It's not men versus women. Even though we're talking about a podcast for men right now, it's not men versus women. We need to become partners with each other. And like, the problem is the problem, not each other. Yeah, yeah. And like, this is a big thing that even like Chaz and I talk about is like, yes, we're a pro men's movement or whatever. Um, that does not mean we're anti-woman. What we believe is that when you teach men how to become more emotionally and mentally in tune and be able to grow and mature in those areas as opposed to just the, the normal physical strength that men are usually taught to have and you have emotional and mental strength and you work on that, it will eventually provide better relationships, better you know, workplace environment and a better household just as collateral. Because like we keep talking about, that cup spills over absolutely so that that's huge essential so kind of so we've kind of covered you know what it means without with in a relationship out of relationship now if a guy is struggling to find his purpose what are some pointers can we kind of point them in the right direction so say if they're like well i it's great that you guys are talking about it that's awesome sounds amazing what the fuck now right uh, what I always like as a task, if anybody wants to actually do this, I always suggest giving time back to yourself, like dedicated time just for you to do nothing because we're so focused on being productive for work, for family, for this, for that. When do you ever take time to just breathe and focus on what you actually want to do, right? So even if you can just do 30 minutes in the morning to focus on your own goals, to breathe, to be present with yourself, to start reconnecting with the goals, hobbies, things that you enjoy and start understanding who you are again, that's gonna be a great starting point um, to really finding out what that purpose is. Right, right. And uh, guys, don't don't be fooled. That's something I definitely struggle with as well is um, stopping. That was that was Joe's assignment too. Right, for, don't, for two Don't fucking busy seconds. your life away. Everybody, you know, everybody's like, we have jobs, we have this, but like, don't busy your life away because if you're not taking time to be present in your life, 
are you actually alive in your life or are you just operating on autopilot? Like you have to really think about the fact that we don't know how much time we have. And I'm going to bring mortality into this because it's very important. We don't know when we're going to freaking die. You're not guaranteed a hundred years. Don't wait until you're old and decrepit or until you get in an accident or until like a tragedy happens to finally start enjoying your life. Yep. And if you feel yep. like you don't have any time, you have time to breathe, at least. Take take a breath. You have time. Make time for yourself. Why would you put yourself on the back burner? So, like, cut something out and give yourself time back. Because if you don't even make yourself a priority, nothing is going to make you a priority. The world doesn't owe you anything. So, people who don't make themselves a priority are usually the ones in victim mentality also, as I've, I, I've seen. Sorry, I'm gonna get real hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I mean, I'd keep myself busy, but I don't serve as hell don't play the fucking victim Yeah, but card. You, didn't, you didn't make an excuse when I told you to take time for yourself. You said you were really busy, no. but you, fi you find the time. Right, right. Exactly. Usually my time is just in the gym. That is my time to focus, that is my time. No one fucking talk to me, no one bother me. That, that is my shit. That would, that's what keeps me fucking centered. Even though it's work, to me it's the most blissful, peaceful thing in the world, even though I probably look like I'm going to kill somebody. Um, but kind of going off of that too, with you, like just having the amount of limited time and not being pessimistic, but instead realistic, right? It's yeah. realism. We are not fucking immortal. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos might eventually be, but we are not immortal. <laughs> so taking that into consideration, move with a purpose, right, gentlemen, that was one of the biggest takeaways I even learned from the Marine Corps, move with a purpose, move with intent, everything you do, and the way you walk, the way you carry yourself, the way you talk, that's why a lot of you guys apparently like listening to my big ass, because I speak with purpose and intent, I'm, why would I just say bullshit just to fill the fucking air, one, one of the 48 laws of power even states, one of the laws is say less than is necessary because when you do speak, one, people listen. Two, you are saying the words that are necessary, not those stupid little filler words. Gentlemen, this also helps side note with public speaking. Instead of you just standing up there going, and um, uh, and also like, no, you get right to the point, you cut to the chase and you speak with purpose. Everything you should do should be with purpose and you'll be surprised on how far that actually fucking takes you. And just in your rest days, rest, with a purpose. Don't just be like, all right, I'm gonna sit on the couch, watch TV, crack open a beer, and this is just gonna be me time. That's not serving you. That is a dull, no brain activity, mundane fucking movement that, just like we talked about earlier, it keeps you on fucking autopilot. Yeah. Rest with a purpose. Why are you resting? What are you doing when you rest? What is it serving you? If it doesn't serve you, why are you doing it? Amen. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> I, I, I get on rants. <laughs> right, I get on rants too. Don't worry. Well, so okay, so I was just gonna say we have what? questions that people ask from Instagram, and if anybody here okay. has questions too, um, w one of the questions that we had was how do we deal with overthinking and fear of our partner leaving us. Right, so I'm gonna hand that one to you because I wanna hear your answer. Perfect. I think I, I think I literally like answered something like this last night or yesterday or whatever. Um, 
So pretty much the biggest thing with overthinking, I always point them in the direction of a book first, that way they can kind of read and digest, you know, a different idea or a different thought. Perfect book for this is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Say you have five dimes, right? And those five dimes all coexist of the amount of fucks that you have to give, right? Right, I'm just gonna keep rolling with it. A lot of people get so caught up in overthinking and ridden with anxiety and everything because they're taking the very few amount of dimes that you have and they're giving it away to things that don't even matter, right? You're giving it away to things that you can't control that absolutely have no greater effect on your life. Little menial mundane things are things that are just completely have no relevance in the major scheme of life. Then from there, you get so stretched and you get so worried because all the things that you chose to give a fuck about do not matter. So instead, what you do is you take those five dimes, right? You take those five fucks that you're able to give in life. And you take those and you start putting them into things that actually matter, things that you can control, things that actually have an impact and implications on your life. And what happens is once you start giving a fuck only about the things that you can't control and the things that only have an immediate direct impact to your life, that's when that overthinking is going to start shrinking down. That's when your anxiety is going to start shrinking down because you are only caring about the things that take care of you that you have control over. Now, this is not as easy as it sounds. It is a trained task. It is a trained mindset. It's something you have to consciously practice. Now, in terms of moving over from overthinking over to anxiety, anxiety is slightly a little bit different, right? It's having so much on the front of your head and so much to think about and so much to do that it can do one of two things. It can either cripple you or motivate you. See, when it cripples you, it's almost just like it's so overwhelming and you don't know what to do and you just sit there and it's just, you, you, you just can't. You almost can't even function, right? However, because anxiety is all like almost like your imaginative to-do list that you have pounding away at the front of your lobe, you can take that and use that as motivation, right? The best way to do this is just sit down and actually write the things that you need to get down done. Then from there, you can slowly hammer away at all the little different things that you have in life, right? And in doing so, because you are taking care of all the little tasks that you have down and all the things that are going on in the front part of your brain, then from there, you'll be able to slowly decrease your anxiety because you are using that anxiety to motivate you in order to get things done. So there's going to be less things clogging up that frontal lobe. Let's bring her back in. So I hope that helps. I hope that makes sense. Welcome back. Hello. Sorry about that. No, you're good. You're good. I hope that that uh, little loss of connection doesn't affect the save recording or anything like that. I hope not. I'm sorry if it does. No, you're good. You're good. Maybe pray to God someone is screen recording this entire thing. <laughs> that was good though. I was like, well, I mean, I was like, yeah, no, I didn't want to send a request right away. I was like, I'm not going to interrupt this right now. No. Right. Right. But like, especially with overthinking and anxiety, that's something that I'm really passionate about. That's something I've dealt with for years, inside, outside, and all over, like relationships, situations, work, everything like that. That is something extremely crippling, especially with if you've ever dealt with traumas or, you know, very, very 
extreme toxic households where everything is extreme highs, extreme lows, whatever, and it's very unpredictable. It's almost fluid, like water. You don't know which way the wave is going to flow, and one little drop can send the whole thing away. That extreme intense of an environment can create a lot of overthinking and anxiety because you don't know what to always expect. You're constantly in that flight or flight mode, like what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, and you need to be able to center yourself, focus. Well, that's exactly why um, I assign all my clients that 30 minutes in the morning because in order to understand that some people don't even understand that they're anxious, right? Like because you just adapted to that environment and you're constantly like just not knowing what's going to happen next. You might not even know that you're anxious. That's just become your new way of life. So you have to take time to physically reconnect with your body and understand how you're feeling, understand where you're at, understand how to gauge that anxiety and how to calm down. Because some of us are just like running on such autopilot that we don't even know that we are anxious. Right. Right. It's kind of like how you were telling me on one of our calls, like you're setting yourself up as a new normal because that's your new stress level and the body and the mind create homeostasis. So that is the new high and you're constantly just trying to keep that level of high because that's what your body's used to. I mean, the same could be said with depression. Depression being a state of you got so used to being sad and in a rut and in that mindset, that's a, that's all your body sees and that's all your body knows. That's where depression even comes from is that mental switch from going from regularly positive, regularly, you know, somewhat motivated to being in that rut and constantly being negative. And it's one of the hardest things you could ever work out of because your body craves that homeostasis. Right. Well, and depression is also, you know, a lot of people might think it's lack of motion, but it's really just emotional overwhelm. Like your body became so inuated with the chemical overload from having this environment that it did not like. Um, like Jim Carrey said it really well. He said, depression is something that some of us need, right? Because depression is deep rest, deep depression, right? Your body needs deep rest. I'm sick of living life this way. Do something different, change something different. But what happens is a lot of people keep living the same life and feeling depressed and thinking that it'll be different um, when they're not doing anything different. And at that point, you can't do anything different because you're so fucking overwhelmed mm -hmm. that you don't know where to start. So you have to Bingo. start small. You have to tune in Bingo. That's why I, I hate that saying, good things come to those who wait. Wait what? Wait where? <laughs> On my ass? Good things come to those who fucking work for it. If you want things to change, you have to actually get up off your ass and do something about it. Otherwise, you're just living in the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result or a different outcome. Absolutely. You'll drive yourself nuts. And that's how people can get trapped in um, the victim mentality, too, is because people like, you know, sometimes you do need rest. Like, I'm not saying work yourself to death, like, but be self-aware. Like, if you're not, like, are you working towards what you want or are you expecting that you're owed something? Because none of us are owed anything. Like, I mean, a lot of people have terrible, shitty lives and they've come out on the other side, right? Like, there's so many, there's an example for every single situation of someone who's lived a horrible life and they've come out on the other side. So for you, you're not special that it's impossible for you to live a good life. It's just, that's no. just ridiculous to think that. No, and it's it's so funny that you even say that because I've literally begun told on a comment on some of my videos of it's like, just because the way I carry myself and, you know, 
I, I do have some nice things. I do like to treat myself every once in a while. I mean, we talked about my uh, my $500 suit every now and again. Um, that people almost think that I came from this rich, wealthy family, whatever. I was fed everything on a silver platter. And little do they know, I had an abusive alcoholic mother. Little do they know, I barely ever saw my dad sometimes once a month, if that, because he was always working. That... I had to get a restraining order against my mom in sixth grade. Like, I've literally everything I've had, I've fucking worked for. That I've almost died three times in my entire life. Like, just because of the way I project myself, and because I don't have that victim mentality, and because I chose to work my ass off and have a different mindset than what should be typical coming from someone of my past, people see that and they automatically make that assumption of, oh, hmm, white privilege. Bitch, where was my white privilege when I was homeless outside of the Marine Corps? Right. It just... But again, like, kind of... Right. And then to kind of tie it back to what we were previously talking about is, like, for those of you that are searching for purpose, those of you that, you know, are wondering how to find that, how to come into that, and everything like that, we talked about anything and anything under the sun, and especially how to even come into it, you have to fucking work for it. It's not going to fall on your lap. It's something that you actually have to actively seek and actively try to find. Play around with different hobbies. Try a new hobby for six months. Try a new job for, you know, nine weeks, whatever. If it doesn't click with you, there's nothing holding you to it. You are not signed underneath the contract unless you're military. Then you are signed underneath the contract and the government owns your ass. You are not signed to anything. You have you have the free will and free liberty to say, nope, I don't want to build couches anymore. I want to work on, you know, steel beams. Like, and you have the free will to go and fucking do that. Whatever you fucking want. And that's so, why your commitment should be to your purpose and to your own well-being, not to another person, not to a job, not to a thing. Because then your commitment outside factors will override your happiness. If you're always committed to yourself and what you can do to grow, letting go of things that no longer serve you or no longer align is going to be so much easier because you're just going to see that that karmic journey is done and it doesn't have to be good or bad or pointless because that was just a part of the journey that's no longer there now. And the sooner you can move on and recognize those things, the happier you're going to be and the faster things are going to work out for you. Right, right, absolutely. Um, do you have any more questions from the Instagram? I know you had posted a, a Q&A on there. Yes, I have more questions. Um, do it. There was one actually comment that I kind of wanted to answer this because I wrote it down before uh, I got mm-hmm. on. Someone had said, you know, in regards to relationships, um, I just want someone who I can just be myself around, right? And I wanted to really comment on that because no one is telling you to be someone else. When we try to be someone else, that is our own projection that whoever we are is not good enough. And it could have been taught to us from childhood that something we did or didn't do or whoever we were in society wasn't acceptable. But when you're an adult and looking for a relationship, your baseline should not be someone who can just accept you for who you are. Because that is like the barest minimum. And how can you even find that person? You don't accept yourself for who you are, which is exactly what you're saying when you ask that question, right? Yep. So the more yep. you, like, 
what you need to do at that point is stop looking for someone to accept you as you are and accept yourself as you are and own that shit. Like, I know people who did grow up with, like, a silver spoon, and they're ashamed of it almost. Like, I don't care what you grew up with. Just be proud of who you are and, like, what you have and do good in the world. As long as you're not a shitty person, just own who you are, you know? Or maybe if you are a shitty person, own that too because then everybody can see it and we can avoid it like the plague. Oh, jeez, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But in terms of, like, the whole relationship dynamic and everything like that, yes, love who you are, don't care about, you know, being who you're not, but also in terms of the other person, do not fall in love with the potential of them. Yes, we operate in hypotheticals. We say, if they do, if, you know, if, if I just do this, it'll be better. If they just change this, it'll be better. You, you have to love someone exactly where they're at right at that second. Because if you mm-hmm. don't, like, you, you don't know if it's going to change or not, right? Right, right. That's why you have to look at their mentality and everything like that. You have to watch out for that growth mindset because that will cause future issues, right? And again, not being pessimistic. This is real talk. You can't right. sugarcoat shit. Sugarcoating doesn't help anyone in life. This is the shit that you guys need to hear. That's kind of like a loving slap across the fucking face and then a slap across the ass saying, go get him, tiger. Slap across the ass, exactly. So, what's another question you got? Oh boy, I can't read my handwriting. Um, oh, jeez. Um, about like self-confidence and, oh, there was one about self-confidence and mm. how do I feel attractive after my wife doesn't want me? Now that was like a little vague because are you still with your wife or not? But like, right. you know, how do you feel attractive if like maybe your partner, you feel like your partner doesn't want you? Right. You right. And I, I, I can understand that. I mean, that, that hurts, right? Because you're with someone you want to feel that you're wanted, you want to feel like you're you're attracted in some way, shape, or form to them. I get it. I understand that. That is a completely understandable, logical, and reasonable thought to have. Right? Why does my woman like me? I'm getting more compliments from someone else than from them. However, you have to understand that have you communicated that with them? That you do not feel attractive or wanted by them. Is there a reason for it? Especially, you have to look out for what is your love language, right? Maybe you're not getting that level of attraction because your love language is receiving words of validation, but their love language is spending quality time. So in their mind, they're valuing you by spending all the time in the world with you, and you're sitting over here like, this bitch won't say shit. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. I love that you said that because I teach my clients that too. It's like, how well do you know yourself? Do you know your love languages? Do you know your partner's love languages? Because... Maybe it's not that you guys aren't a good fit anymore. Maybe it's just that you're speaking a literal different language about how you guys love each other, right? Maybe in the beginning you did a lot more of that because, you know, you do a lot more of everything in the beginning, right? It's the honeymoon phase. You spend all the time. You give a lot of compliments. You, you go extra, right? When that dies down, you need to invest in what makes your partner feel loved, and you need to communicate what makes them feel loved, right? Right. And right. you need to make now, sure you're a good match for that because yes. your love language is physical touch and their love language is gifts and they hate being touched at all, then that's not going to work. Like, they don't like to hold hands or anything. And you're like, what the fuck? Right? You right, need to make right. Sure that you're connected in that way as well. 
right. And I mean, perfect examples, like literally my past relationship is like, her love language was words of affirmation. And then I'm over here like, well, words don't mean shit. I'm not gonna say words. I don't give a fuck if you say words back to me. And then created such like a wedge in the dynamic of the relationship. Like, I don't understand. Why don't you ever tell me I'm beautiful? I want to hear it a million times a day. And I'm like, why? I'm like, why? So like, perfect example is like, I've lived through it. It fucking sucks. Cause it does create that animosity in the relationship. Cause you do make your partner feel unwanted. You feel unwanted. And that's something that you, you need to hash out. Like, as soon as you guys want to make it Facebook official, because that's, I guess, when everyone Facebook makes... Facebook official? That, that's like, seriously, it's like, when you make it Facebook official, that's how you know it's for real. That's how you know it's for really. It's like when that shit goes down. Because that shit's for the family. That's when they're picking up what you're putting down. They're like, oh, man, they mean business now. Oh, shit. I feel like but, Facebook official is where your relationship goes to die. <laughs> But now let's go the complete opposite way is like the bad part of it is like, well, okay, well, what if your partner actually does not find you attractive anymore? Well, fuck. Now you have to look at it from two different ways, right? You can look at it from self-accountability. Well, have you let yourself go? Have you not been on top of your game? Have you not been taking care of yourself? Have you been eating like shit? Maybe you've gained 50 pounds on the relationship. And yes, you can love a person for their personality and all that bullshit and all they want or whatever, but there has to be some level of physical attraction. Like, I do... There has personal to be opinion, Don't, you know, crucify me over the fucking internet here. I do not like big women. They could have the best personality in the world, but I'm sorry, all I see is health complications later on in life. All I see is there's going to be animosity because I'm a competitive athlete and we're going to be on two different spectrums. That's just ain't for me. But to each their own. I don't fucking hate on them. It's just not my cup of tea. Now, so that could be one thing. It's like you could be letting yourself go. You have to be bringing your A game. Again, driving your own purpose. You need to be taking care of yourself. Don't get complacent. Don't get comfortable. Because you will, it is possible to lose that physical attraction. Doesn't matter how much you fucking love the person. Well, and that that thing too, just to dive into that a little more, a little, you know, for women, um, you know, the attraction it obviously comes from physical, but like, women are attracted to the drive of a man. So that's why the purpose is also very important because if a man loses his drive, stops taking care of himself, subconsciously and biologically represents to a female that he no longer a support system he's no longer stable like how can we rely on you it's not reliable anymore and that is where the attraction starts to die right because a man can be big and um still be attractive if he's confident if he has a purpose if he's driven right because that's attractive it's attractive to know oh my god that guy fucking knows where he's going like i'm gonna like i know that i don't have to worry i know that he's driven and it also means that you trust that person more because they are so solid and set in their ways of what they're going to do for themselves that when they tell you something like, I love you and I'm committed to you, it makes you believe them more. As opposed to someone who doesn't fucking take care of themselves and who's lost, like, how can I trust that, you know, you're going to be a good partner for me? How can I trust that what you say to me is true? Like, it just doesn't match up. And that's when both partners, like male and female, start to di- like digress from the relationship, right? You start finding those needs somewhere else, and that... You know, that's what causes fucking infidelity. Well, 
Right, and there's even statistics to prove it. I mean, one of the leading causes for divorce is not infidelity, like everyone likes to say, because all the women are like, oh, all you men are cheaters, and that's why there's so many divorces. And it's like, no, if you look at like the stats from like lawyers and courts and divorce courts and everything like that, it's financial hardship. What happens yeah. is the man lost his source of income, the man lost his job, what happens, whatever. And that's usually not a problem if the man gets right back on his horse, he goes back after it, gets another job, gets right back at it. Because, you know, life has hiccups, that's okay. But what happens is it's very crippling to a man's ego and a man's pride when he loses that job and he no longer has that ability as a provider, which is very fulfilling to a lot of guys. So he falls into the depression and chances are he's already not taking the best of care of himself. So then he falls deeper into that depression. He's not moving. He becomes stagnant, if not backwards. And then the woman is like, well, this relationship is no longer stable or reliable for me. I need to have some sort of stability and safety for not only myself, but especially if there's kids involved, I need to go find somewhere where I can feel safe, provided for, and protected. Right. And just to, you know, like, because we're into, like, a new age, right? It's not just about, like, women rely on men to make all of the money. It's really about the energy of the relationship. Like, the energetic balance needs to be there. And if your partner, even if it's a female, if they feel unstable or unsafe no one wants to stay in that you have to be solid in yourself you have to be solid on your mission and what you're fucking doing um and like how you balance out finances and whatever is up to you as a couple like maybe she's actually the breadwinner but you're like the fucking leader of something else right like you're in charge of something as long as you have that energetic balance that's what's important right 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 gentlemen you gotta fucking I hate you saying this, but you gotta fucking grow a pair and start stepping it up and being a leader in the household. I hate saying grow a pair, but in this case, men are natural born leaders. The only problem is a lot of us haven't learned how to be. It's a learned tactic. But once you figure out how, and you really come into that, and really emulate true masculine energy that you have, I promise you, you have, you just need to fucking find it. And sometimes it does take a mentor, <coughs> like me, or at least here. Um, <laughs> we can tag shameless, shameless plug <laughs> right shameless plug there to help you come into that masculine energy so you can actually recognize what you do have and the potential that you do have so that the dynamic of the relationship can work properly the reason why half these fucking relationships are going that way is cause guys are taking the backseat not being the leaders as they were fucking created and born to do and the woman's taking the fucking reins on everything. And that's why everything's fucking flipped. What the fuck? Right. Well, and I, so I had to like admit my own fault. You can call it flaws or faults, whatever. Personality characteristics is, um, you know, I have like a very masculine energy. Like I am, I am that person. So it's like, but for me, I don't want to be the leader in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, right. And it might be different for other women, you know? Like, for right, me, right, I, right. I don't want to get rid of my masculine energy that I have because I like it. It serves me well in business, it serves me well in my life. But I desire a man to have more of that than me because right. the feminine energy wants to just relax for a second. Like, if I'm all day out in my masculine energy, I don't want to come home and then tell my spouse what to do. I don't like right. that. I want things no. to be easy and simple and 
you know, um, have someone else take the lead for a second. And so you have to find your balance. Right, right. And I, you basically took the words out of my mouth. You recognize the fact you exhibit masculine energy, right? More like alpha female, right? Alpha female. But what a lot of guys don't realize is they like, guys will chase after that alpha female or that more masculine energy female, not realizing that, hey, if you do that, you need to be that much more of a man and exhibit that much more of masculine energy even make her or allow her to submit to you right because well, to bring out that female we, right. we, we challenge men because we need to fucking see that you can fucking do it like if i'm challenging you and you back down like fuck you i'm sorry but like come on dude like and that's how it becomes fun right that's how you make each other grow is because you're both leaders you're both strong you're both gonna do it but then you have the balance right and that's right. how men um when they see that feminine energy because you're trusting yourself as leader can actually open up and be vulnerable right 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 true masculine energy in its purest form will bring out the feminine energy in any woman doesn't matter how alpha or tough she is a true masculine aura will bring out that feminine energy from any female because that's what it's attracted to naturally. It's like fucking yin and yang. Right. They complement each other perfectly. Because feminine desires to be soft. You know, like masculine, like um, even my coach explains it like the queen bee versus the worker bees, right? Like the masculine is go, it does, it works hard, it drives. But the feminine is like a magnet, right? Like it attracts, right? It flows with ease. So that's where the yin and yang comes in because when the feminine can just flow with ease, she helps to guide the masculine on where to go. She helps him be a better leader because it's more strategic, it's more intuitive. She helps him get in touch with the natural path instead of being, you know, just just pushing and grinding. She helps him relax, right? Right, right. And gentlemen, if you want to learn more on the whole masculine versus feminine energies and stuff, read the book The Way of the Superior Man. That really goes... It is. Females too. It is. Which one? Yes. Yes, because that goes over, you know, really working into your feminine energy as well. And what to really look for, especially for that masculine energy, to be able to have that yin and yang. And I mean, you kind of almost said it just how the book did with how the feminine energy is just a flow. It's a sea and it's all around you and it's, it's moving. And you need to learn how to bring that out and really learn to really figure out where that is and how to come into it and really learn how to... I want to say control it, but really learn how to use it. Master it. Utilize yes. it. And that's the thing is like, it's not like men and women are born with separate energies. Like I'm all masculine and I'm all feminine. It's like we both have both. So you need yes. to just, you know, but like diving into the opposite one is going to enhance your core one. A lot of men will try to ignore their feminine energy, thinking that I just want to be all macho. But what it really does is it blocks that energetic flow so it stops you right when you have the flow it, you know it, it will raise your core energy mm -hmm. yeah and i feel like that's definitely a dynamic that has been completely lost in at least western culture relationships right because kind of like bringing it back to the, the main topic that purpose drives that masculine energy up so with lack of purpose 
you're lacking your masculine energy, which in turn can't bring the female energy to submit, then in turn, now the dynamic of the relationship is lost, in turn, that's why you guys get separated, that's why maybe you can't get a fucking girlfriend, that's like, just literally, everything just fucking ties together. People say we're not listening to each other. <laughs> I Even though we're on the... I think we're listening to each other. Do you think right. we're listening to each other? <laughs> I, I, th I think we've been on the same page for a minute now. We were born on the same page. I'd fucking feel that. <laughs> well, alright. Uh, we've been on here for a while. I feel like we've Yeah, I was gonna say... I know, I know. Um, do you have any closing thoughts? You know, for, for anyone and... Heaven forbid if someone fucking screen recorded this or I'm, if I'm able to get it saved. Chaz, I'm going to teach you how to screen record. Don't worry. Um, I don't have any last thoughts except for, you know, essentially what we started this off in the beginning, right? Men, when you find your purpose and your passion and you commit to that and invest in that, everything else is just going to flow easier, right? Because you're going to be abundant. The cup will overflow it. Um, mm -hmm. And the priorities will just, they'll just be Right, right, absolutely. And I'm just gonna have a shameless plug here. I don't really give a shit. But if you guys are right, but if you guys are struggling to find your passion and your purpose, and really, especially for you gentlemen, bringing out that more masculine energy for you guys, please check out that link in bio and schedule an introduction coaching call with me, so we can really get you set forth on the right plan and really help figure out where and when you might be going wrong in those paths in that life, and really get you on the um the right path right and get you to the point where you need to be and where you want to be in life so you can have all the things and beautiful wonderful things that we've talked about on this chat so far today and also get the merch the merch is fucking sick the link is in my bio um or i guess if you like elise a little bit more you can go to her, to her bio and check out her shit do you guys like this this conversation let us know and then maybe we'll do another one or maybe we'll host a webinar or something where have a, like more intimate conversation. I would, I would totally be down for webinar. Is. Yeah, yeah, I would totally be down for webinar. I've been wanting to set one up, open it up to maybe like a hundred seats or something. Yeah, and then we can actually bring people into the video so they can ask their questions and we can make it really personal. Let us know, mm. guys, if you want that, and we will specialize it specifically for you. Both of us are aligned in our coaching. We should mm. collab. We should definitely collab. Yes. <laughs> I feel like we work very well together. And apparently, according to the chat, a lot of people do as well. Love it. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for having me on today. Yeah. If anyone yeah, has absolutely. any resources, like, please send it to us somehow. I have my email in my bio, I think. I think JP Right, does. right. Thank right. you, guys. Shoot one of us a message, something. But, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, Elise. It was absolutely wonderful. To have this discussion with you definitely look forward to continuing working with you and whatever else comes of it awesome thank you guys bye all right thank you bye, bye.